Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, April 26, 2021, and this is day 1154 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and we praise you and glorify you. Thank you so much, my Lord, for loving us unconditionally and teaching us how to love one another in the same way in your precious agape love. I thank you so much, my Lord, for helping us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for today. I ask that you will comfort the brokenhearted, heal the sick, and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask my Lord that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is, why are you there? Why are you there? Wherever that is, uh, has God said, move on? Or does he have you there for just a season and the time is up? Or it's coming up and you're you're kind of um, not welcoming that moment where you have to make that shift. This is one of the things that happened here with uh, Paul. We'll be talking about that in Acts chapter 19, verses 23 through 41. Uh, so before that, though, I want to let you know that we will be uh, shutting down for maybe a few days, up to a week just to do some reconstruction on our podcast. We'll be back. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit hoarse this morning. Um, but we're going to be doing changing over to another platform. We'll still be doing the same quality of a podcast and uh, just making it better. <laughs> so uh, it can happen either tomorrow or sometime between now and the end of this uh this week and we'll be doing replays of some of our oldies but goodies we'll be playing those so you won't be missing anything we'll be playing some older ones this will be the first time we've ever had to play any reruns uh since we've been doing this for over three years now every day straight so that's just really uh, astonishing to me but my son uh, is going to be doing some uh, different work on our podcast for us and uh, getting us ready so to launch a new. Hey, that sounds awesome. All right, so Acts 19, verses 23 through 41, and it says, About that time, there arose a great disturbance about the way, and the way were the people that followed Jesus Christ. A silversmith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought in a lot of business for the craftsmen there. And so Artemis uh, was uh, a god or goddess that they worshipped. And it was a goddess of fertility. And she she was represented by a carved female figure with many breasts. Uh, A large statue of Artemis, which was said to have come from heaven, uh, was in the great temple of Ephesus. That temple was one of the wonders of the ancient world. The festival of Artemis involved wild orgies and carousing, and obviously the religious and commercial life of Ephesus reflected the city's worship of this pagan deity. So just a little bit about Artemis, okay? So <clears throat> uh, he called them together, 
along with the workers in related trades and said, You know, my friends, that we receive a good income from this business. And you see and hear how this fellow, Paul, convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus and in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. There is danger not only that our trade uh, will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be desecrated and the goddess herself who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world will be robbed of her divine majesty. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Soon the whole city was in an uproar. The people seized Gaius and Aristocrus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia, and all of them rushed into the theater together. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, sent him a message begging him not to venture into the theater. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most of the people did not even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander to the front. They shouted instructions to him. He motioned for silence in order to make a defense before the people. But when they realized he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So there were a couple of things going on here. First of all, the one that intrigues me the most, that it says most of the people did not even know why they were there. And then they shouted for two hours. And then they even became, I guess maybe they already were uh, prejudiced against uh, the Jews. They were already prejudiced against the Christians. Uh, So now they didn't want the Jews to speak. Verse 35, the city Greek I mean, the the city clerk quieted the crowd and said, Fellow Ephesians, doesn't all the whole world know that the city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image, which fell from heaven? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to calm down and do any not do anything rash you have brought these men here though they have neither robbed temples nor blasphemed our goddess if then demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a grievance against anybody the courts are open and there are proconsuls they can press charges if there is anything further you want to to bring up It must be settled in a legal assembly. As it is, we are in danger of being charged with rioting because of what happened today. In that case, we would not be able to account for this commotion since there is no reason for it. After he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. Oh boy, he was pretty good and firm about things, wasn't he? And let them know and that surely calmed them down. One of the things that he was concerned about, it says in my commentary, that the city of Ephesus was under the domination of the Roman Empire. The main responsibility of the local city leaders 
was simply to maintain peace and order. If they failed to control the people, Rome would remove the appointed officials from office. The entire town could also be put under martial law, taking away many civic freedoms. So they stood to lose their freedom, uh, their leadership, based upon on the people uh, creating a riot for no reason. <laughs> so he certainly let them know. So let's go to our points. Point number one. Have you ever wondered, how did I get here? In this unpleasant place or situation, it's important that we stay focused during these last days. Focus on the Holy Spirit's direction for our lives and staying in consistent communication with the Lord through studying the Bible, through prayer and fasting. Otherwise, we'll fall for anything as most of these rioters did. Most didn't even know why they were rioting. The mob even became anti-Jewish as well as anti-Christian. The evil grew in layers. As you noticed, it it started off (laughs) with the one man uh, because he was upset with Paul because so many souls were being saved and they didn't want to worship the idol anymore. So all that uh, Demetrius could look at was the fact I'm losing money and let me go, you know, how um, uh, misery loves company. So he's going to go and get the silversmith and let them know, hey, hey, dudes, this is what's going on. We're about to lose everything because of this one person, Paul, who's out there winning souls to Christ and, and hurting our business. The other thing, also understand that the assignment or mission that the Lord has given us will not make everyone happy saved or on fire for the Lord. So we we need to get that and and don't be disappointed uh, when they're not, (laughs) when they're not excited about the message or when they don't want to accept Jesus or when they don't want to even hear your message. As we see with the silversmith Demetrius, who brought other weak-minded men with him, he was able to convince them and lure them in through money. The love of money is the root of all evil. So understand this, that money is not the root of all evil, but the love of it is. So uh, when we worship money, anything li- anything is liable to happen. So, you know, we uh, need to make sure that we keep things in perspective. That God comes first. God comes before anyone or anything. Then everyone else follows. All right. So as much as I love my husband, God comes first and then my husband because I can't love him the way I need to without loving God first. So God is first in our lives. Number two, before joining into something, make sure it's what God would have you to do or where he would have you to go. The God-given journey we're on will be very adventurous and even painful sometimes at least in the flesh, all right? So understanding how to keep the flesh under by feeding the spiritual man the most. The spiritual man eats spiritual food, and that would be the word of God, prayer, fasting, spending time with the saints, uh, with other believers, and, and just being obedient to God and keeping that flesh under. The flesh is liable to do anything, all right? If we stay focused on the Lord, we won't go wrong. And he, as he leads and directs our path and we understand why we're here uh, and 
where God is going to take us next and not be afraid to move on to the next journey. I think about that a lot uh, as God has uh, even just this Saturday. Uh, we started doing these uh, lunches on Janu- in January of this year, and uh, we weren't having church service yet. We were still doing it via Zoom. And we were blessed by my friend Cynthia with all this food from her school. And we thought, this is exactly what we've been wanting to do, the lunches, and give them out to those who are in need. And God blessed us to do at least 80 to 120 lunches every Saturday. And then people would come and deliver them to the people that needed them. And and it was just wonderful. We would put them in boxes, my sisters and I, my mom, my aunt, uh, and, and my granddaughter and my great nieces and nephew and, and anyone else that came that wanted to help. We were able uh, uh, to get those lunches ready. Well, now the Lord says last Saturday or this past Saturday uh, was the last day. And now we're getting ready to shift into doing Wednesday nights live at the church. So we'll be uh, at church uh, starting uh, this Wednesday in person, and we'll be having cooked meals. <laughs> so we'll be having uh, a meal ready. Uh, it may be lunch, you know, may, it may be sandwiches, it may be a hot meal, whatever that is that God gives us to have. And then we'll have Bible study right there uh, in in church. All right, so we're looking forward to that. And then the second thing is now time for me uh, to transition uh, out of my job to get ready to leave to do transition zone full time. Uh, and that was really rough, just the thought of it, but then exciting on the other end, thinking, oh my goodness, I'm, uh, it is here. It's time to start transition zone. And that is uh, skills training for youth uh, and workforce training and activities, teaching them how, uh, how does it be, you know, um, prosperous and uh, have a joyful life and how to work uh, and how to present themselves and what that looks like and what are the do's and don'ts and the ups and downs in the workforce and and how can we prepare them uh, to be ready for that and to be calm and to not worry about what others are saying. So we're really excited. We had our first uh, meeting with our core group, core team yesterday and uh, even had uh, one of our teens that will be uh, attending that Samaria, and she gave us input from uh, a 16 year olders perspective. Who she's extremely smart, so I don't even want to call her 16. She's 16 in age, but she has surely got a mind of someone that is well advanced, <laughs> as sweet as she can be. And then my granddaughter was there, and so. Yeah, we're we're going to uh, get ready and getting things together so that we're ready to get started uh, in June. So starting, uh, I believe, the 1st of June. So what about you? What has God given you to start doing? Why are you there? God is saying, remember that. Stay focused on that. And as he transitions you, get ready to make that shift and move. But we must stay focused on where he has us and what he would have us to do right now. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget, we're going to be down for about five days for reconstruction of our podcast platform. We will be playing or or emailing you the uh, oldies but goodies. So you can always go to our website and, and listen to any of the What are they? Uh, 1,154 messages uh, anytime. Uh, All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.